I truly believe that we're living in the darkest hours that we could ever live in today. And, and if you don't hold on uh, and be rooted and grounded in the Word of God, you could get caught up in the things of this world. And, and we're looking at that time now. So uh, I want to give you this. Look, this morning, Isaiah chapter 45, if you want to stand, read one verse, and we'll look at some things. We'll get into the message. Isaiah 45, verse number 3. Isaiah 45, 3, And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord, today, Lord. We just thank you just for what you've done. We thank you for the blessings you've stowed us with. And Father, we just ask you to just touch our hearts. Help us to be what we need to live. We're living in some times now. We know that you're able to see us through. And we'll just praise you for what you're doing, what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen. You may be seated. You may ask why God allows these dark places to come into our lives. So that you can know something about Him. We learn in the dark places that we don't learn in the light. He said, that, he said that thou mayest know that I am the Lord, which called thee by name, am the God of Israel. The reason why we are put into these dark places is to get to know Him better. God teaches us things about ourselves in a dark place. If you've never been through a dark place in your life, you would start thinking that you were some kind of super Christian like uh, uh, nobody can touch you. Paul, uh, Peter walked on the water. He, he was walking on water. Jesus was walking on the water and Peter was walking on water. But it wasn't soon after that Jesus said to all of his disciples, all ye shall be offended because of me this night in the dark. It is until you get into that dark place, it's when you realize your faith ain't what it used to be. God uses the darkness to teach us that we need more faith and get to know Him more. It's in the dark places that we get to experience Him more like we've never ever experienced Him times before. I find that people get into the dark, they start struggling against God. In the dark places you fight against God and what God is trying to do in your life. But when you come out on the other side, you look back and you say, that is the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. He taught me something in the dark place. And if you allow Him, He'll teach you something about you in a dark place. And I find I've gotten some treasures that I would never ever gotten if I hadn't gone through a dark place. Look, look at verse number 9. Woe unto him that striveth with his master. What's against? 
Let the potsherds strive with the potsherds, and the earth shall the clay of him that fashioned it. What makes thou or thy work? He hath no hands. In other words, when the, when the potter is working on a vessel that's going to be unto him honor, while the potter is forming the clay and fashioning it, he adds more clay to it. The clay doesn't say, hey, you don't know what you're doing. In fact, I don't think your hands are even working sometimes around me. No, the clay simply yields itself to what the potter has in mind and doesn't fight against it. But let's the Lord do what He is trying to do with you in your dark place. This morning we're going to look at a man in Genesis chapter 28 that is constantly fighting against the Lord. And what the Lord is trying to do in his life in the dark. It, it seems like we, he, that he's always struggling against what God is trying to do to him. We'll find out later as far as, far as uh, go to wrestle with the Lord. We find in the dark of the night of the life of this man when Joseph, his son, has been sold into Egypt. But he doesn't know that. He's in a dark place. You see what God is doing? This is what he said. All these things are against me. We probably say the same thing. Uh, when we're going through our dark place, uh, we think everything's against me. Everyone's against me. My church is against me. Everything's against me. Can I say they're not? The dark place of God as you in now is for a purpose. It was to save you and your whole house, Jacob. Jacob doesn't know how this is a, a famine coming. He doesn't know all these things. There's another dark place coming in his life. And God is saying, if I don't put you in this dark place, you will not make it through that dark place. I find that to be true in our lives. If we don't make it through the dark place that God has got us in right now, and we don't strive through it, lean on Him, we will not make it through the next dark place that we have to go through. We won't be able to do it. So stop fighting against me, he says. Let me do what I need to do. Can I say this to you and to myself this morning? Stop fighting against the Maker. When He's got you on that wheel in that dark spot, stop fighting against the Lord. And when He's pushing your life into that dark place, just get into that dark place. Where you say, Lord, I, I don't know why this is happening. I don't understand, but I trust you on making something out of me in this dark place. And God molds you and shapes you. 
to one of his children in the dark place. So look at, let's, let us look at this dark place of Jacob. Genesis chapter 28. Verse number 10. And Jacob went out from Bashir and went toward Haran. He lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, it's nighttime, because the sun has set. And he took the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to the heavens, and behold, Angels of God ascending and descending on it. Uh, I had a preacher one time tell me, an old preacher tell me, he says, that behold is a Greek word, and it means looky, looky. Look at this, look at this. Behold, look at this. And behold, looky, looky, the Lord stood above it and said, I am God, Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the, and the God of Isaac, Thy land where thou liest on thee will I give thee and thy seed. And they shall say to be as dust of the earth, and they shall spread abroad of the west and to the east and from the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of earth be blessed. Behold, I am with thee. That's a good thing to get a hold of. Oh, the God that says, Behold, I am with thee. And will keep thee in all places whether I goest and will bring thee again unto this land. For I will not leave thee or until I have done that which I have spoken of thee. And Jacob walked out of the, woke out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. We just preached on that. What, what a horrible thought to be that you come to the house of God and walk out the house of God and don't know that God was there. Wouldn't it be a shame that you get in your life and your home and you're just doing all things and you realize God is not in your house? What a sad commentary for our lives today. And he was afraid. He said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God and this is the gate of the heavens. And Jacob rose up early in the morning, took the stones and he had put his pillows and he set it up a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of the city was called Luz. And at first, and Jacob vowed a vow saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord of might be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be the house of God. And all that shall give me, I will surely give the tenth of thee to thee. Lord, amen. We can preach on the tithing right there, couldn't we? Amen. But it's not a tithing message. This is a message to help you in the dark. We, we see the blame for this dark place. Can I say this? Even though God has allowed this dark place, there's no doubt about God has allowed it to happen. No doubt about it, God allowed him. But I want you to understand Whose fault it is for this dark place that Jacob's gotten in? It's Jacob's fault. It is his fault. Why has Jacob been the dark place? Why has Jacob been this hard place? Jacob is laying his head down on stones as pillows. 
Jacob's in the spot because Jacob has lied. Jacob has cheated. Jacob has deceived. He stole his birthright from his brother. That was his brother's blessing. He lied to his father Isaac, whose vision was dim, was gone and said, Is that thee, Esau? He says, I am Esau. Give me thy blessings. But he's not Esau. He's plain old Jacob. That means supplanter, deceiver, the heel grabber. They say when he was born, he reached out and grabbed Esau's heel and came out. The spot that I'm in right now is called his spot. Let me say this. Let's just all be honest. Let's try to be honest. I know that you have, you're a King James Bible-believing Baptist, Baptist, tiding witness, doing all the things you need to do. But if we'll be honest about it, there are some dark places in our life that we put ourselves into. Nobody else has done nothing wrong. Nobody else did anything to us. But we put ourselves in that dark place. We made our decision. God said, don't do that. You made the decision to do it anyway. You wind up in a dark place. We've done things that God has never intended us to do. God never intended us to wind up in the places we wind up at. The fact of it, we can't point at mama, we can't point at daddy, we can't point at the preacher. All you can do is go home and look in the mirror and say, it's your fault that I'm in the condition I am. You say, Lord, I've messed up. I made a bad decision. I'm praying the consequences for it now. I'm paying for it. So who is to blame for this dark place? Jacob. He, he now has jumped on it now. I realize there's some dark places that ain't your fault. But I'm preaching the Bible and that's the reason there are some people that walk around in the dark and they're whining. Why has this happened to me? I don't understand what's going on in my life. Because you have got good counsel, good advice. You wind up in a dark place. Some of us just need a man up, a woman up, and admit I'm where I'm at because my decisions. But the problem is we can't admit to anything, can we? Especially when it's our own fault. Something just our fault. The Bible says that he took stones and put them as pillows and laid his head on it. I don't know about you, but there have been some bad decisions I made in my life, and I had to sleep on them. And I don't care what kind of pillow you got. 
You can have that my pillow, yom pillow, the pillow, fella pillow. It ain't a rock. It ain't a rock. Jacob is laying his, in this place that he's never expected to be into. You, you, do you think Jacob likes where he's at? Have you ever gotten into a dark spot in your life and you got down in that dark, dark, lonely place and say, Whoo! I'm glad I got into this place. No, Jacob doesn't like where he's at. Jacob's not an outdoors man. In fact, the Bible said he dwelled in the tents. Now Esau, his brother, was an outdoors man. He, he liked to hunt. He knew how to sleep. He knew how to survive out in, the, out in the wilderness. But Jacob, let's just say that he's a mama's boy. He, wouldn't, he didn't have to go out and sleep in the woods and he had to put a pillow on his head. He didn't have to do any of that thing. It's Jacob's fault that he's in this place. Can I say this? There's a beholding in the dark place. He puts the stones as his pillow and he's laying there at the night in verse 12. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on earth. And took top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord of God of Abraham, the Father, and the God of Isaac. Can I tell you, Jacob was not looking for God to show up in this place. Why should God show up in a dark place? This ain't God's fault. In fact, look at verse 16. And Jacob wake out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. He's not expecting for God to show up in a place like this. I didn't think God would show up in a place, my, my bad decisions, my faults. Jacob's a liar, he's unworthy of this. It's all his fault. I'm here to tell you, when you, it's your fault, when you messed up, there's the graces of God that will show up in your dark place. It doesn't matter what you've done. God is still going to show up in your dark place. He's always going to be there. Let's just be honest. How many times has it been your fault? And how many times has it been your blame? And you thought there was no way God would show up in your darkness. It's my fault. And out of the dark somewhere, God comes walking by and says, I know it's your fault. I know you have messed up. But I'm going to fix it anyway. I, I'm going to get right in the middle of it. Right what you've done. I, I'm going to work it out for your good and my glory. Let's be honest, there's been times that we've gotten ourselves in a dark place and we couldn't have got out on our own selves, but we had to. We couldn't have made it. That's why we sang that song, Look What God Has Done. 
Even in my dark place and it's my fault, I'm going down for the third time. I, I, I just don't know why. God says I'm still going to be right in the middle of it. I've got my hand reached out to you. I'm going to lift you up and it's going to be good for you and my glory out of your mess up. Man. Even when I mess up, God shows up. I like that. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> oh, when I mess up, God shows up. But God is bigger than my failures. God is bigger than my fears. God is bigger than my faults. It was said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. The devil thought he got you all tangled up, got you all messed up. I've got you now. What are you going to do? God's not going to show up in this dark place. You made this bad decision. It's your fault. God didn't put you here. What are you going to do? I'm going to wait for God. It might be my fault. It might be my mistake. It might be my decision. But I'm going to just stand right here and wait for God. Because I know he's going to show up. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Even in your dark times, he said, I will always be there with you. Whoo! Man. Oh, get a hold of that. It doesn't matter where you go, what you've done. God said, I'll be there. Ooh, let me, can I say this? If God sees you in the darkness, and we learned about this a couple of weeks ago, that when God looks in the darkness, he sees us in daylight. So he sees what you're doing. <laughs> See, some of us get in the dark time. Sometimes we get ourselves in a dark place and we think, I like this dark place because I'm doing things I should not be doing. And nobody can see me. I go to a different county and buy my stuff. Nobody, gonna, nobody knows me over here. Nobody knows me over here. I'm good. By the time I get home, I'm real good. God sees you in the dark. He knows what you're doing in the dark. Amen. He, and can I say that he even knows what you're thinking in the dark? Whew. I'll be, some of y'all ought to jump up and run the altar. Lord, forgive me for what I was thinking. Shut this preacher up. Amen. Devil sitting there playing checkers with your life. <laughs> Make a move over here. I got you. God said, You playing checkers, I'm playing chess. <laughs> I got something bigger on you. I got it in hand. He's got control of you. Even if it's your fault, God still got you in his hands. And that's what I'm trying to get to us. Even in our dark places, even in our dark hours, God has not forsaken us. Jesus is on the cross. What did he say? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God couldn't look at sin, so he had to turn his back to sin. But Jesus is on the right hand of the throne today. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That means no matter what you go through. And, and the reason why he said that on the cross, so that you and I don't have to go to the cross. 
We choose to live in our sins. We choose to go into dark places. You know, in the dark places where God can establish you, He make you what He wants you to be. In the dark of that night, God said, look what I can do. God is not through with Jacob in spite of his failures. Glad to serve a God that will step in in spite of ourselves. Amen. Beholding, he sees a ladder. I, I, I will always tell you in every one of these messages, there's one thing that is constant in the dark places of our life. It, there's one thing that is always constant. You can look through every one of them. You can see every one of them. There's one thing that's constant. God is there. In every dark place in your life, God is there. The Bible said in Matthew, Hereafter you shall see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. If I want to get to God, the ladder has to come down from heaven to earth. And that ladder came down to heaven to earth 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. Jesus went one hand in heaven and one hand on earth. He says, I am the ladder. Behold, angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The only way that you can get through heaven is God's ladder. God gave us the ladder so that we can lay a hold of heavenly truths in our lives today. The word of God today. And don't miss this. The angels are sending and sending. That means God is letting things from that world into this world. From that world into this world. from that world to this world. Wow, yes! Not only is he letting things from that world to this world, but from this world to that one. Hey, praise God. Amen. Get a hold of that. God is letting things, blessings coming from that world down to this world. He's letting us, measly old us, to go up into that world. Amen. I thought somebody would get up and run around shouting, praise God, but like I said, I'm not a fire starter. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Can I say there also there are blessings in a dark place? You know, how in the world can God bless me in a dark place? The blessings are in the pillows. 
And I know my pillow is my pillow. Because it says my pillow. So that's how I know it is. It's my wife's, it's mine. But rocks is a blessing? Come on. Have anybody ever laid your head down on a rock to sleep? And y'all wouldn't know it was a blessing anyway, then would you? How can a stone be a blessing? Well, look at verse 11. He took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillow and laid it down to sleep. Would everyone agree with me this was probably one of the most uncomfortable places to sleep at today? But will everyone agree with me on this? This will be a place that he will always remember. You see, I've got some places like that in my life. How can it be a blessing? Watch what God does with the hard stuff. Verse 18. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stones that he had put for his pillow and set it up for a pillar and pour oil on top of it. God takes the pillows that was hard and makes a pillar for the glory of God. Jacob messed, turns up into Jacob's monument. Jacob has said in the dark places of my life, and when I rose up the next morning and he looked and said, I'll make a pillar out of it. And said, this is the greatest moment of what God has done in my life. You can look back in your darkest times and your darkest hours. And see what God has made a pillar in your life, in your dark times. That's what God does. That's what he does. Watch what God does even with the hard stuff. Look at verse 18. Jacob rose and early in the morning took a stone and put it in the pillow and poured oil on top of it. God takes the pillows and makes it a, as a pillar. See the blessings of the promise, verse 15, Behold, I am with thee. What a great promise in the word of God. You know, a dark place I will keep for thee. For I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13 says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That is a promise of God. It's in the word of God. He said the same thing here as he said in the New Testament. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to leave you. There are blessings in the dark places of your life. Can I say this? We find the Bethel in the dark places. Verse 17. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place, this none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. In verse 19, he called that name of that place Bethel, which means the house of God. Listen to me. The best places that you can be when you're in a dark place. Now get a hold of this. The best place that you can be when you're in a dark place is in the house of God. The best place that you can ever be when your life has gotten hard and everything's coming apart. When it's your fault 
is the house of God. You say, preacher, I, I, I messed up. Come to the house of God. You say, I failed again. Come to the house of God. You say, it's my fault. Drop down the altar and say, it's my fault. Just come to the house of God. Where is Jacob getting all that he gets? The house of God. Where is Jacob going to see the ladder stretched from earth, heaven to earth? It's the house of God. Where is Jacob going to receive the promise like this? Where is Jacob going to see his mess turn into a monument? It's all done at the house of God. I don't understand people will say, pray for me. They come to church on Sunday morning. Brother, I am going through this and I'm going through that. I'm fighting and struggling with this. I say, I'll pray with you, but won't you come back tonight and we'll go to the altar tonight and we'll get out and pray. We'll pray. Well, yeah. Um, I, I just, I, mm, that's just not in me to come on a Sunday night or Wednesday night. I don't understand that. You, you're in a dark place. You're, your life is in shambles. You're, you're going through this. You're going through that. And, and everything seems to fall down. on. But you want God to bless you. But you won't come to the house of God to receive the blessing of God. And we got a lot of Christians like that. We got a lot of them like that. They're wanting everything from God. But they're not giving anything back to God. I don't understand how we can live like that. Do you see what Jacob saw here? He called it the gate of heaven. I told you, a gate lets things in and a gate lets things out. Amen. When you come to the house of God, <laughs> woo! When you come to the house of God filled with this world, filled with anger, filled with darkness in your life, won't you just come to the gate of God's house and say, God, I'm going to let this come to you. I'm going to drop this off you. And then God says, well, when you go back out of here, I'm going to fill you with my spirit. You're going to walk out in joy. You're going to walk out in peace. You're going to walk out in happiness. Because the gate lets things in and the gate lets things out. And we, some of us got a lot of things we need to let out. Some of us really need to let God in sometimes, right? How do you do that, Jacob? Because he trusted him. You got some stuff going on in your life right now, and you're in the best spot to ever get rid of it. Turn it over to God and let God take care of it. Asking God to fill me. Maybe we can be like Jacob, even in our darkest hour, become one of our greatest moments in life because of God. Now, some of y'all have faced different situations in your life, cancers and surges. I've faced them all, and, and you know, it gets to be a dark time. But now you look back and go, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. God had it all the time. We just learn to lean on him in the dark times. He's going to make you a monument in that darkness that when you look back and say, see what God did.
The devil thought he had me. Everybody gave up on me. But God never gave up on me. He took my darkness and my messed up and made a monument for my good and his glory. 